This episode is brought to you by the official coffee of the Chromecast podcast, Fresh Roasted Coffee, who we've partnered with to make a special edition Chrome Unboxed anniversary blend. Here at Chrome Unboxed, we're not just nerdy about Chromebooks, we're also coffee snobs. And look, we wasted a lot of time hand roasting coffee before we found Fresh Roasted Coffee, and we haven't looked back since. This coffee is roasted fresh to order, immediately packaged, nitrogen flushed and shipped directly to your door. And although we can't officially say that this Chrome Unbox Edition tastes any better than the normal anniversary blend, that is the word around town. But don't just take our word for it. Pick up a bag for yourself and let us know what you think. You can grab a bag over at chromeunbox.com forward slash coffee. Welcome to the Chromecast the official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Chromecast. My name is Joe Humphrey, and I'm joined here today by Gabriel Bringers. Hello. And Robbie Payne. Hey, what's up, guys? So, as always, as we're doing this extended giveaway, I have to mention the giveaway right up front. Let's get it out of the way. That way, everyone knows that they need to go enter to win our and then giveaway. I don't have to remind you exactly. mid-segment. Uh, exactly. I'm just going to knock it out right up front. So, our On the Run to 200K giveaway powered by MediaTek is ongoing. We are about ready to hit our second milestone. Yes. We are very close. I mean, maybe by the time you're listening to this, we will have already hit it all the prizes yeah all the prizes that were given away leading up to two hundred thousand are going to be randomly selected so you never know exactly what you're going to get it's a fun way to incentivize people to go ahead and get entered to win so uh the grand prize when we hit two hundred thousand is going to be a dope lenovo chromebook duet bundle so make sure to go get entered to win we'll link it only 254 subscribers to hit the next plinko board fun time we'll probably end up doing that on monday We'll do a little plinko. Let's do it today. If you're listening, yeah. tell your friends, tell your family, make yeah. your kids subscribe. You know they're watching YouTube. Absolutely. Come make it happen. Absolutely. Let's make it happen. Matter of fact, I think our kids, I don't know if my kids are subscribed. Log in. Log in right now. Do it. <laughs> do it now. Subscribe to them. I must subscribe my family. <laughs> yeah. it's uh, It's been fun. I mean, and this is a fun giveaway because it's extended. This is a, a kind of just ongoing giveaway that we're going to mm. be doing for a little bit. Obviously, the shorter, the better because we want to get to 200000 sooner rather than later. And hey, we want to just give stuff away. Yeah. And it's like just we got fun stuff like we want to send it. Yeah. stuff away. We do. Absolutely. Yeah, it's awesome. And it's and this giveaway has been fun. Everything we're giving away is obviously powered by MediaTek and awesome partnership there. And, and we're super appreciative of them. And so, yeah, everything we're giving away is, is, is good stuff. And we're excited to give it away. So help us get to these milestones. We're going to be doing every 2,500 subscribers. We're doing a, a little mini Plinko board leading up to that grand prize. So go get it in to win. It's awesome. We love doing giveaways. Okay, moving on. Let's uh, let's dig into some Pixel news first. Pixel phones. Yeah, it feels like maybe every week there's going to yeah, be something. Because A, it's it. Google. B, it's Pixel. And the combination of those two things means leaks. leaks. <laughs> Left and right, people just can't keep their mouths shut. Ouch. It's like, just <laughs> part of it at, at this the, point. At the point when Apple phones and iPads and everything started leaking so bad that they couldn't contain it, like Apple's whole system is so kind of tight you know with the way that they you know they basically ship things just in time so they get their stuff right as soon as the orders need to be fulfilled like they they run a pretty tight ship 
and all their stuff still, leaks too. So it's like you know, once once that started happening, yeah, you, you have no chance. Uh, everything's going to leak. It's just the way <laughs> things go. Especially Google, who seems to be sometimes just not paying attention. <laughs> just not paying attention all, all the time. Over the place. You yeah. know, they were working on their uh, you know AI muskrat that's going to you know <laughs> clean up trash in certain gutters only yeah, on certain days. Yeah, we need to be days. careful because one day Google's <laughs> going to crack down on all these NDAs that they actually make people sign and. We're not going to see this. Stuff. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's not. I don't even think it's people are signing. I I don't know. I yeah. don't know it how just, this yeah, stuff. Really, yeah, I mean, factory the cat designs, workers. Like, it's just, there's so many layers. There's yeah, because so even many with people, people with dog food units and stuff, those, those people, we know a lot of people in the Chromebook community and stuff that that do get their hands on devices early. They're usually very cautious. Yeah, like, those, even, they even to say, "Hey, them. I'm not going to share information with you just to, by the chance that someone might know." It's probably mostly factory workers. I would think. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's, you got you got thousands of these devices going down the line somewhere. Somebody shoves one in their pocket and uh, whatever. Yeah, and I'm just not sure like what the incentive is necessarily other than just the kind of rush for someone to be like, that's my leak. Yeah. Because you know, yeah. I can't Absolutely. say anything. They don't want to get outed. You know, yeah, so. they can't. It's anonymous. I mean, they can't. Yeah, they can't have their name associated with it. It's weird. It's a whole it culture weird. thing. <laughs> it's um, weird. But, you know, it's a we weird love it. time that we live in. We love it. Yeah, absolutely. So we've got some new things that have come out. And I think the, the first thing are these CAD renders. I don't, what does CAD stand for? I don't even know. Computer-aided drawing? Yeah. Drafting. Draft, drafting. Yeah, yeah. drafting. We're super. I'm really good at construction things. <laughs> you have no idea. Like my tools. That's my stuff. dad. My, my brother, the CAD guy, but yeah. I'm like, my brother could probably, my brother's an engineer. He yeah, could probably tell I us all I guarantee he knows exactly yeah. what CAD is and yeah. how to use it. And oh, yeah. He probably uses it on a very whenever, regular basis. Yeah, he was he was thinking about getting a Chromebook, but there was, and he could probably do it now with, with some of uh, some of the things we have now with parallels and whatnot, hmm. but there was, there was some specific... CAD software that he like had to have. I mean, yeah. it's what they do all their stuff in. So, anywho, we have some new renders. So this is not only the pro, but also the regular. Just so we the know, regular one. We have no reason to be ignorant at any moment. <laughs> if in time. only we had a way to figure out design. Yeah. Ignorance is not an option. It's computer aided design. Design. Okay. Not drawing or drafting, but design. We were yeah, close. We were close. We were in the we ballpark. But basically, I'm going to say digitizing. Yeah, computer aided digitizing. But basically, this is the digital stuff making. This is the <laughs> the, the blueprint. Uh, you might yeah. say. So this, for uh, the phone. yeah, when a CAD render comes out, I mean that's it doesn't mean necessarily this particular CAD render is the final one. Like if you get a final CAD render. Like uh, production CAD yeah, render. This is what it's called you know, a picture. <laughs> yeah, but the CAD render is what goes to the factory, and that right. allows the 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 factory, whoever's actually manufacturing this thing, to say, "Cool, this is exactly to spec what to, you to, want. Yeah. Here's how we'll program our machines to deliver that thing, and we'll get it down the line yep. and, and do all the stuff." So, if it is a final uh, CAD render, you can rest assured it's. Pretty, pretty much close. what it's going to look like. And that's what a lot of leaks come from. And so uh, John Prosser's leak uh, a couple weeks ago, his was, he had hands-on video, and he sent that to a render artist to kind of protect his source. And from the video, they kind of, you know, just looked at it and, and made a render. So that's not, that's, things can be distorted on video. Mm -hmm. We all know this. You can look at something on video and be like, well, that looks weird. And then you see it in person, like, oh, that doesn't really yeah, the look angle like, they were maybe holding yeah. the phone we might see make one constantly yeah. with chromebooks like oh, yeah. man look at that thing on camera it's gorgeous and kind of looks like a clunker on the desk like in real life so that that was a close render these are based on 
exact, exact measurements. Um, and it's from on leaks. Who's a notable leaker. And I'm not saying that John's stuff wasn't cool and it was pretty darn close, especially for rendering from a video and some pictures. Uh, it was really close, but now I feel like we're, we're looking exactly at it. And, you know, some of the photos that we have in the post, uh, that, that on leaks had, uh, to share with these renders, like the, the hump doesn't look nearly as egregious. Uh, it's still, it's still there. Um, but, I don't know. It just, it looks even thinner and more sleek and just awesome. Like I'm sitting here looking at it right now. I'm like, oh, it's so I had different. actually already so convinced different. myself that the, the first one, the, the kind of exaggerated hump, I had already convinced myself that it was okay. No, I was actually my, wa- like, my fine, wife convinced me because she's like, she holds up our one plus nine pros and looks at them because it, it's a, the hump's not huge, but you have the hump. Then you have the camber sensors that stick out above that. And she's like, it's really not any worse than that. I was like, we need some like little eh, pincher, pincher right. measures. Yeah. yeah, it's little calipers. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's a, the word. That's a caliper, thing right there. Caliper. You know, pinchers. <laughs> yeah, or the very scientific term, tweezer. Pinchers. <laughs> Is it? Would it be pincers? Uh, yeah, Is pincers. It a pincer. Yes, and that that yes, gets you yeah. back to a, a tenant. It's yeah, a pincer movement. Oh yeah. Let's not pinchers. talk about I that. Can't think. I wow. just keep pinchers. thinking about the Honda Element commercial with the <laughs> I want the I want the peach. I want the peach. <laughs> no, man, I don't want to be. Pinchers. I've got some butter and lemon back here. Why, why no pinch? <laughs> Maybe a little pinch. Go look that up right now. Honda Element crab commercial. Yeah. You'll laugh. It's funny. <laughs> I got some tongs and some butter back here. So, uh, no pinch. No pinch. No pinch. <laughs> I want to be. My wife and I, when we first got together, those were on TV, and we just would watch them oh, over and over on youtube the crab so ones so funny the platypus one anyway so we're getting we're doing what we do um anyway so yeah pixel 6 pro looks even better i think now yeah, it does but then these renders also showed us the pixel 6 right. actual pixel 6 uh it is not just as it has been kind of in the past it's not just um a smaller version of the same phone um, there, there are some differences, and I'm trying to find my photos to pull them up. One of them, and we knew this, is that it's two cameras versus three. Uh, I don't think we have specifics exactly. Which, like, there's yeah. rumors that have been going around that it's a 50. The main sensor is a 50 megapixel with a huge Sony sensor. I don't know. Uh, and ultra wide telephotos, and people have been talking about possibly a periscope telephoto. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of that stuff to me is substantiated yet. Uh, I haven't heard anyone say here's a, here's right. what it is. I saw it, or I know, or I have a source, or whatever. Um, but yeah, the Pixel Six, the hump does look a little bigger to me on the Six, uh, not the Six Pro. It looks a little more exaggerated. Uh, again, photos and and stuff like that, you got to take with a grain of salt. But, yeah, looking at these renders, it looks a little more exaggerated. Uh, but I think the the more telling difference between the two is, A, the Pixel 6 Pro does have a slightly curved screen on the edges. Um, it looks like the curve mainly happens where the bezel would be. So, I mean, it's, it's very slight. We were looking at it, kind of trying to look at the renders and looking at Gabe's 9, uh, OnePlus 9 Pro. And it looks very similar to that, which means... Almost completely flat screen, just a slight curve yeah, at the edges, just, just for some like, for some flourish. Yeah, with this case, I don't e- I don't even you notice probably don't even notice the curve at all. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, you have a case that comes up over a little bit over your bezels. You're not even going to notice. Which it. I don't like this case, by the way. Don't like, buy don't buy cases from T-Mobile. They're this, the worst. Th- I think his has more curve to it. Oh, but yeah. I'm looking at the 4XL. Like the 4XL even has this tiny yeah, little tiny roll bit. right in the end. Oh but yeah, that's that's more exact. There's quite a bit, but a lot of that's bezel on the mm-hmm. side of that, and it honestly kind of lines up. Uh, so if you can get your hands on the OnePlus 9 Pro, look at it. 
And didn't I'm, figure out I'm the size is almost six point six seven. So it's almost almost exactly the same. I think as the nine pro uh, from a from a physical phone standpoint and the screen, honestly. Uh, so the the smaller Pixel Six. Uh, the cool part here to me is that um, the quote-unquote small phone this year is 6.4 inches because they don't have all these goofy bezels, bathtub notches, all that kind of, It's all screen still. Right. Uh, the Pixel 6's screen is flat, like 100% flat, uh, so a la other Pixels. But the bezel, because of that, they couldn't wrap that bezel around. It, it's a little more noticeable. It, it's fine. It, it honestly again it, with a standard style case, it's probably a gonna, lot of that's going to disappear. Yeah. yeah, it's it's not like oh look at these bezels. Like no, it's um, lower end iPhone kind of. Yeah. You know, anytime you get a flat screen, you're going to have some bezels. Um, some of the Samsung phones mm-hmm. have that tiny little bezel around the edge. No big deal at all. Uh, but you get a flat screen, and it's 6.4 inches. Which oh by the way, it's the same size I think as the Pixel 4XL. It's six. We, we looked oh, it up, like darn 6.2. it. It was, let's, yeah. Again, let's not two be five. Ignorant. I think 625 or Pixel something like that. 4XL screen size. Oops. Boom. I want Speaking to say, of screen size, I'm looking at this on a huge <laughs> screen we'll talk about in a minute. 6.3. 6.3 yeah. inches. What, what do you have that set to right now? This? Brightness. I don't know. Like 70%. Mm. Yeah, 65. So it's it a little up. difficult from this angle. That's not, yeah, that's not bad at all. Oh, off angle left and right. Yeah, it's it's, it's yeah, not and, washed out. And it just gets kind of I noticed on some yeah. of the photos and on the video, and it's such it's such a large screen too. On right. video, I'm trying to capture. Yeah, Robbie has a television focus. sitting in front of him <laughs> right now. So yeah, it's got good speakers too. Great it does. frame. It does. But yeah, six point three. So yeah, the small pixel will be bigger. The screen size will be bigger. The phone itself will probably be smaller. Because of the screen. Because think about ratio. the Pixel Five right now is a six inch screen. I think is what they went with. And that phone is as tiny as like the the 4A and stuff. Like it's a small little phone. Um, so you're gonna add, you're gonna get a bigger screen than the Pixel 4 XL with a smaller handset, which is awesome. Uh, I love I love low bezels on phones. But camera leaves, um, but same nine millimeter thickness, uh, which is pretty sweet. Um, yeah, um, thickness. So yeah, 11.8 inches. Uh, is the the thickness at the hump? So that gives you an idea of how much. It's a couple millimeters up, yeah. Which is not a ton. Millimeters yeah. are very tiny. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what we know uh, from a design standpoint yeah. in the CAD renders right now. Um, the Pixel Four or Pixel Six will be as big as the Pixel Four XL. Uh, flat screen, one less camera. Kind of what we know. And the Pixel Six Pro looks like. I I think the the. Uh, hump on there is the same i just want to say it's like 11 millimeters as well even though it looks i guess because the phone's bigger the hump looks less yeah maybe i don't know i I can't wait to get it in hand because everything always those types of things tend to stand out in photos like i don't know like your eyes drawn to it like that's different i'm not sure what that is and then once you have things like that i'll never forget it was the same thing with the 6p the nexus 6p Mm -hmm. i remember having it looking at it in photos and be like that is going to look like there's a shelf sticking out on the top of this phone, and I got it, and I was like, "Oh, that's not a big Still deal at all." Love that phone to this. It was a great phone. Absolutely great phone. love it. R.I.P. Huawei that mm. once was. I know they're still killing it overseas, but so hopefully, I don't know. You just saying like you can't wait to get hands on with it. Hopefully, by the time uh, the fall rolls around and we're looking at you know an October, late September event, we will hopefully be attending something in yep. New York. And if they do it in Fluffies. New York. 
Go to mm, go to Fluffy's. Fluffies. Go to the Chelsea Market. Get some. Uh, go look at the Google Store. The new Google Store. Yeah. Yep. So I'm wondering if they it, obviously that Google Store, like if if they have anything. Uh, as, as far as the size of the event, if it's anything like the last New York event, like they're still going to need to do it at some you know other place. But I wonder, yeah. I wonder if they have something like that in that building. That would be Probably dope, not. or something on you know near right there. I yeah. mean, um, something in Chelsea would be because <laughs> awesome. the Samsung events. I mean, it's right around the corner. Yeah. from there. Yep. So, man, that will be fun. Can not wait. Yeah, who knows what they're cooking? And maybe up it'll in, be in part of the event because it's open late summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they may, they could Try like to. have the grand opening as part right. of their hardware sure. event. That would everything be dope. every all these pixel renders all have nine thirty on the yep. clocks of them um, for whatever reason. Um, so which there's, is there's it's part a, of me it's that a makes Thursday, yep. which that's make, you know they normally do them like will, Tuesday Thursday, but it makes sense and it's a very googly thing to do. So. Yeah, yep. But these are all renders, so these yeah. are all things that people Can't. are putting. Yeah. So yeah. Wasn't there something in the in, in IO there were thirty on it uh, when they were it, unveiling Material U? It had so nine thirty stuff on, on a couple things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, see that feels it, intentional to it me. It does. It does. Yeah, which would be awesome. My yep. birthday's uh, the twenty eighth, so we can go to go, go, go to Joe's we'll 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 buy you a slice for Give your birthday. Slice. That's that would be like the best birthday cake. Wouldn't that slash be great? Slice we're going back ever. to that Ed's place. You get a too. really good canola. Oh, the beer cheese place. Oh, yeah. was that north, on the other side north of, of the uh, park? Yeah. yeah, on the other side yes. of the park. We're going that there. Was, yeah, Most sure. phenomenal 100%. beer cheese I've like, ever had in my life. Like yeah. obviously, we are tech. You know, we're a tech blog, and and we we go to these awesome events we to, to cover food. the event. But we're foodies also all day, <laughs> and we love and we love I'm just a, going. I'm and a trying. foodie in the sense of eating food. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I don't ever want to come across as like I get like pretentious Gabe, or yeah, anything. Gabe, well, no, but you know, Gabe cooks a lot and does oh, stuff yeah, yeah, and tries this and he he cooks. I like to eat the byproduct of that hmm. work. Um, yeah. I'm kind of the same way. Like you know, I love to cook, but and not me, don't, see, I don't yeah, like, for me. I don't like. I, I don't like cooking. I, I love like to, to eat yeah, the food. I love to cook, and I don't fancy myself a chef. I'm not a chef. I'm not some super genius. I'm not like Alton Brown who knows the science behind everything. But I love. I love watching that stuff. But everybody has their thing that they like doing for like people around them. Like you know, Joe's great at organizing stuff. He likes doing keeping things like in order and having a roadmap for stuff. And it helps us out a lot because we're squirrels over here. And Robbie's I've been on track 100% of the time. Yeah. For me, I just love cooking and, and letting other people enjoy that. And it's not a like, Oh yeah, my cooking's so good. It's just, I loved, you know, we're actually foregoing Jimmy John's today for the first time. And I don't know how long there's a bag of, brisket in the other room that's and calling it my name. is very delicious i might have sampled a bit so yeah. so yeah we we love we love we're very excited to, to travel again and 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 get to go experience some of these places i, I love i love i love traveling for that like and going if you to are in we don't have a cool ton spots. of time while we're in new york but if you are in or around the new york area or happen to be a tech person that's going that way we would love to yeah do a little meet up and have a slice of pizza somewhere absolutely pizza crawl Pizza crawl. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. We did so that much one pizza. night. That's the best Ooh. thing in the world because there's so many cool little yeah. hole in the walls just to grab a really good slice of pizza. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. Still, okay. we had what so were many we talking pizzas. About? So many pieces of pizza in New, <laughs> New York. York. And I'm still fluffy. Fluffies. It's still number oh, one. 100%. So They're good. Right, right off south end of But uh, they have uh, everything is what's so the cool. One, the yeah. one that we went to that was in like Manhattan that was standing only and they had all the celebrities. I can't remember the name of it. I, I saved it on that, Google. Yeah. Google. That, that was fantastic. Really that really good was a great too. slice too. Yeah. yeah. That, that other place that, that I went to. That was clearly a big deal because there's a bunch of people that have 
yeah. hung their faces on that wall. Yeah, literally hundreds of pictures with Big celebrities, celebrities. Yeah. with the owners. Presidents. Yeah. There were presidents in there. I can't think of the name of it. I can't either. I saved it. The other place I tried over in, in Brooklyn that I told yeah, you guys we didn't, about. Yeah, we didn't go back uh, over that. That was for a different trip for me. That was amazing. Anyway, dinosaur barbecue okay. was good. Dinosaur, we yeah, were dinos. in barbecue and it was right next door to the hotel. Yeah. But I mean, it'd be worth going if you were over in Brooklyn. Yeah, I wouldn't, sure. I wouldn't go to Brooklyn for it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. It, was, it was good. My yeah. most viewed photo on Google Photos. Really? It has like it's a quarter dinos? of a million. Uh, it's a literally a picture of, I think it was hot sauce or something <laughs> on the table. At it's, Dino yeah. Barbecue. it's the yeah. same as mine. My yeah. goofy one that's got like 600,000 views of yeah. this little Mexican yeah. grocery. It's a terrible photo. It's yeah. a terrible photo. It was like, yeah. I was trying to send a photo to someone to show them what. That's it what was. I don't remember yeah. what it was. I was like, oh, here, click <laughs> it and sent it. And then Google asked me later if I'd like to upload it. I'm like, I don't care. Whatever. Yeah. Take it. I don't care. Yeah. That's Who what's knew funny there is that my... many people that cared about a Mexican grocery <laughs> yeah. store. My Earl E-Town. Beer Cheese photos, it has quite, it has sixty or 70,000, but it's a really good shot because I took it with that pixel that we had from Verizon. The one at, Di- at Dino Barbecue. It's just it was probably photo. on my old my old OnePlus. It was his like, burner flip phone. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> For real. So let's let's chat about one other quick thing with the six uh, before before we take a break here. So there there obviously there's some pretty good uh, information out there already about the processor that that they're working on. Well, for info these. from like a tech standpoint of like, yeah. hey, Google's going to do this thing, but as yeah. far as performance, performance we no have no idea. idea. Yeah. But we, uh, Robbie, I don't know where you originally heard about this. What was it? Tech. Somebody tweeted about it, and yeah. I don't know. But it was I can't remember, and I I will ah, butcher it. her you, name. You you um, it's all it's all in the article. Yeah, she so. used to write for Engadget years ago. At it's like Tank Girl T N K. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah, it's yeah. all in the article. I want to say it's Miriam Jor, but I don't, yeah. I feel like I will butcher her name. Uh, but she has a podcast. Don't remember the name of the podcast now because it's new too. I don't. I didn't know even know that was going on. But Max Weinbach was on the podcast from uh, used to be from XDA. Now does freelance writing for uh, Android Police, and he's he's pretty connected at this point. Like he, if he corroborates, like he hasn't come out and said, "Here's the leaks I have of the Pixel." Like he hasn't said any of that stuff. But he's just corroborated certain stuff. Yep. I want to say he said that to John Prosser's and these on leak ones, like he said, yeah, yeah this lines up with what I've seen. Yeah. Not going to say anything else. Like right. that's it. But he did unveil on that podcast. And I mean, it was a one minute little segment. Uh, some of the stuff that he understands about this processor and what to expect from it. And so uh, he slots it between from a sheer uh, speed standpoint between the Snapdragon 888 and the 865. So there's a Snapdragon 870 out there. Uh, if not, there's a new tablet from Lenovo random, randomly yeah. that uh, has an HDMI in. You can use it as a uh, stand-up display. It's a yoga tablet. Yeah. But it also has an 870 in it. So unplug it from your display, and now you've got a pretty dope gaming tablet. That's a side thing. But uh, maybe maybe that one would work for our whole desktop That thing. could be cool, yeah. That would be a fast tablet. Anyway, um, and so he said... Um, that that it, it slotted itself there, and I'm trying to remember what else. And he actually said, "Let's see, goes deeper." Yeah, like Tech Radar. That's what it was. Tech Radar posted about it. was Tech something. And their headline was, "You know, it's going to disappoint you. It's going to be a letdown or whatever." I don't think that's a letdown at all. Like, I would. What do you want here? Right. There was part of me that was afraid that for Google's first swing at this thing 
we would see something like a 855 performance, like a year old Snapdragon. Usually when companies start fabbing chips, um, you know, they, they figure out what they want, how they want their cores to work, what ARM Cortex stuff they're going to license, da, 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 figure all that out. But then they go to somebody to fab it. I mean, I don't even know that Apple, I don't think Apple even fabs their own no. silicon. Uh, and I mean, fabricate, no, I'm saying fabricate. Samsung. Samsung, I'm pretty sure I'd have to look it up, but I think Samsung fabs their silicon for them. So, yeah. so now you've got these companies that you're, they're doing all the work to figure out how these cores are going to come together. But ultimately, when it comes to time to manufacture those things, there's only a handful of places that can do this kind of thing. I mean, think about the the level of skill and technology it takes to fabricate all these cores and all this stuff and something that's the size of your pinky nail. I mean, it's it's mind-boggling when we start talking about SOCs and mobile, mobile platforms. And so I'm... He said, and we knew this before, it's actually going to be fabbed. It's a five nanometer chip fabbed by Samsung. But Google has figured out some stuff, and there's there's been stuff drifting around about what exactly is going to be in, what kind of core. But we don't know for sure. We don't know what Cortex A whatever cores they're going to pull from ARM, what they're licensing to do. But it looks like you know they're going to have probably uh, uh, an independent couple cores for image processing. There's going to be some cores for AI type stuff, and you know, whatever else. And, and so when you start thinking about this, like the idea of all of this coming together, and I'm sure Google's been working on it for a couple of years at this point, but when a company starts fabbing chips and getting chips ready to go out into devices, I mean, there's, there's so much I'm sure to learn over the course of years of doing this, the Qualcomm's and the apples of the world have been, and Samsung, I mean, hell, Samsung fabs these chips. For, this this was mind-boggling. They fab chips for everybody, and yet their Exynos chips fall behind a lot. Like this year's apparently is is pretty amazing, but we they they only go out overseas. They almost never come to the states. Uh, but the Exynos twenty one hundred, I think, is the new one. Um, supposed to be pretty close to on par with the eight eighty eight from from Qualcomm. But the company that's actually doing the work of building these chips, like for most people is still not quite catching up to Qualcomm and what they're doing. That's Qualcomm's been at it for so long and realized a long time ago. They remind me of Verizon that way. Like Verizon in mobile, like saw something, somebody knew like, this is where we need to go. This is how we need to do this. And when LTE rolled out, like Verizon just owned everybody. I mean, they just owned everybody. Their, their network was better. It was just more far reaching because years prior, somebody said, this we need to be in this and so it feels like qualcomm was that way like i don't know what qualcomm did before smartphones i mean i'm sure they did all kinds of stuff they're they're involved in so many things and radio towers and cell phone towers and modems and all this kind of stuff but at some point somebody was like hey let's brand this thing what are we going to call it uh chicken wing no uh uh duck feet no snapdragon that sounds great. Let's go with Snapdragon. Does anybody know what that is? Chicken. No. What's a Snapdragon? I don't know. It's, it's like a, a turtle. Feet it's a flower. <laughs> you know. Snapdragon's a flower. It's a flower? It's not mm. actually a dragon? No, it's a flower. I like the dragon because there's like fire in the yeah. logo. It's weird. Um, <laughs> what's a Snapdragon flower look like? A dragon with fire coming out of its <laughs> mouth. So it, anyway, I remember being in the phone industry early on when it was like, oh, this has the uh, Qualcomm Snapdragon blah, blah, blah. People are like, what? What, like, what, the hell? what does that even mean? Because if it's not made by Intel, I don't even know what a processor is. Well, that doesn't look anything like a cool looks just dragon. like a dragon. I don't know what you're talking about. I want to see it. It just looks like a, yeah. I mean, it's a pretty flower. It's but a regular old flower, though. 
Anyway, so like somebody back then thought we're going to get into this and we're going to do it. Like we're going to make the best mobile processors and we're going to and and they kept plugging away and plugging away. And at the beginning, they were actually behind quite a bit. Like I, people would get Samsung phones and be upset that they didn't have the Exynos in it. Look at that stupid Qualcomm crap in it. Well, all of a sudden they took over, and now everyone knows Qualcomm. Everyone knows Snapdragon. Everyone understands that. Like if you want the best, that's what you got to get. Um, and so they've positioned themselves in this place. And so to think of all of that work that went in, all the marketing and all the research and all the experience and all the know-how, and then you expect Google to show up on day one and have something that's just as good as what Qualcomm's been working on for two decades? Come on. Right. Yeah. That's, they're Google. That, that is kidding. so absurd to that's even say. not the say. word I would have used, but okay. It's just ridiculous. And so... <laughs> I, I think they did. They got me to click on it. I think it was just a clickbait thing because yeah. they were pretty nice in the article actually about what it could yeah. be. Because ultimately, all of us just want we want a Pixel like the, the Pixel Four XL, for instance, came out with the eight fifty five, and <laughs> gross. I, I saw it like it was in the light. I couldn't help it. Sorry, like Tommy saw a Brooks Kepka moment over here. <laughs> This is uh, why we need to <laughs> finalize the video setup. Joe was <laughs> yawning. You know, and you gleek when you yawn, like the, the spit comes out. Uh, and it, just, it was in perfectly in the light. It just all over the desk. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I, was, I was reaching over to grab my phone and yeah. it's like a quick little yawn hit me. But if you recall, when the Pixel 4 XL launched, it was already behind. Yeah. Um, there was an 855 Plus already on the market. And by it launched in October... By February, we were already talking about the Snapdragon 865 that would be in the next version of the Samsung Galaxy. So it, Google has always been on the back end of these processor cycles anyway. So if they come out with something, yes, when it comes out, we're probably going to start hearing murmurs. And within a few months, whatever's going to supplant the 888, we're going to start hearing about that. Um, but my, my concern early was that they just wouldn't have any, like they wouldn't even yeah. be close. So you're already in the ballpark there on year one. And everybody that gets a Pixel, you're not buying a Pixel because you want the the most bombastic piece of hardware you've ever picked up. You go get something else. You go buy Clean. a gaming phone. You, yeah. you just want a really Simplicity. good software experience. Yeah. And a fast processor, sure. don't get me wrong. You don't want a slow. That's why I didn't buy a Pixel 5 or part of it was the size of the phone. But... That's why I didn't buy that phone. I'm like, I don't, uh, a seven, what is that in that thing? 765G? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's fine for everyday stuff, but like, I still do want to play some games on my phone and not think about it. And so I don't need the fast, I'm still, I'm, I'm using a phone that's got an 865 in it. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> you know, Gabe's over here with this Weak. 888. Lame. And weak. You know, it, it's like, uh, and yeah, that's okay. why Gabe's better at PUBG. Yeah. I am not better at PUBG, actually. <laughs> and because I like on keeping everything turned all the way up, my yeah. battery life is horrible. Because <laughs> I found all these crazy settings in here that OnePlus has in here for like vividness and all this different <laughs> stuff and video smoothing. I'm like, I'm just going to turn sure. it all on. And by three o'clock, I'm at about. <laughs> 35 percent and that's if we don't on fire if we don't play PUBG, (laughs) all the juice but hey with my new charger i can go 20 percent to 100 percent in like 20 minutes yeah Yeah. it's great sweet (laughs) but like so so the other thing here is is yes like processors have gotten so good that an 865 is still really good so if you came out and said hey 
Whitechapel's going to be 865 level. Great. Cool. I think that. that's a very yeah. solid first entry, and it's yeah. going to be good. Like, I'm not and worried about it. if it's a little it. better than that, whoa. Even that's better. Even, that's amazing. And none of this, none of this is to speak of the fact that the benefit here yeah. isn't that Google, yeah. we expected them to come out and make the fastest processor ever made. No yeah. one expects that. Why would you expect that? But it's going to be more vertically integrated. And we've talked about this a hundred times. You know, like if Google can control, they've they've set out to make this chip to have the cores that they want to do the stuff with the hardware that they want to be able to support the stuff with the software that they want. So you think their camera was good before? It's going to get even better. Watch out. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be amazing. I don't care what hardware's in it. They've made amazing cameras with pretty paltry <laughs> hardware, to be honest yeah. with you. The same hardware for a couple of years. Yeah, really. and so it's like... Cool, upgrade the sensor and stuff. That'll be great. You're just you're giving the hardware, the software, more stuff to lean on, which is awesome. But you need cores to take advantage of that. So, you know, I part of the cores of their own chip will have these image processing stuff on it. It'll have these AI and neural network processing things in them, opposed to just having something that's fast. And that's the thing. Qualcomm yeah. chips are fast, but they got to be fast for everybody. And so everybody's got to go. Well, Qualcomm said this is what we got this year in the new chip. We'll, we'll leverage it to do what we want to do. Now Google gets to play the Apple card and go, here's what we want to do with our chip. Here's what we find most important and useful in a, in a smartphone. We built a chip that will be better at doing those things and then line that up yep. with the hardware you choose and then let, allow your software to just sit in that pocket. And I'm super excited because all that vertical integration, yes, on paper, maybe it's not going to be as fast as an 888, but in use... There's a but good chance gonna, it'll feel faster. Yes, yeah. yeah. Because it's it's all the stuff's out of the way. You're not having to make all these concessions for what the well the chip wants to do this. The SOC wants to deal with this this way. All right. Well, that doesn't seem the best way for us to write our software, but we'll do it because we got to use the chip that we got. We don't have to think about that anymore. Now you have this integration, and I I, I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah. And there's going to be hiccups. Let, let's not it's, paint this as a Gen perfection. One. Yep. Yeah. It's going to be hiccups. But, but if you're interested in technology and you're a techie person, man, this is exciting. This is really exciting. And, and, and then you to can think it could come to Chromebooks. Yeah, it, it's supposed uh, to be coming I was ready to, to say, like, and then Chromebooks. Woo. And we've talked. I mean, yeah, like you said, we've talked a lot on this podcast. We've made videos about it. You know, we I edit our videos on an Apple M1 chip, and that chip is not any beefy, crazy, hardcore pro level, you know, chip, but for what we do and the types of videos that we make, it's amazing. Yeah. And because of the integration. Yeah. Because so. Final Cut is a piece of software made by Apple running on a piece of hardware that was put together by Apple that is powered by a chip that was designed by Apple. Yep. So from the ground up, they've got the right structures in place and it, and, it makes and it's, so much and difference. For, and for Final Cut specifically, it's not just a little bit faster. It was way faster Granted, we had been using a an older device, right. we, you know, so it's it wasn't quite like, right. But oh, we we did we set that one day even before we had everything tweaked, and we were two to one. Yeah, I mean yeah. the the ratio was yeah. was crazy. Yeah, so I am really excited. So when you hear us nerding out about the the six, the Pixel Six, and and this processor, we're obviously excited about this phone, but from a Chromebook perspective, we're probably more excited to see this thing start start. You know, it, it, a pixel, a pixel book with with, an, with a Google chip. Don't even get me started. Woo! Don't even get me started. Woo! Okay, let's take a quick break for an ad, and we will be right back. This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. We recommend the service, and we use NordVPN because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device. 
Whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a Mac, an iPhone, or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord, N-O-R-D. Alrighty, welcome back, everyone. We are now going to more hardware stuff. We're going to dig into some more hardware hardware stuff because it's hardware season and we like hardware. So if you don't like hardware, sorry. (laughs) Come back next week. Come back next week. We'll probably still be talking about some hardware. Let's be honest. Surely we'll derail into some other things. Yeah, we'll see. We were talking about pizza and stuff a minute ago. So it's not all hardware. We we stay laser focused. That That is one reason. Uh, people love this podcast is because yeah. we just we stay yeah, laser attention to detail laser focus. focused. Yeah, that's what, what we do. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Acer event. There were some Chromebooks announced, kind of. Oh, they were announced <laughs> in a formal fashion. Uh, we watched a we watched a uh, keynote and we're really excited about it. And uh, Acer always has such incredible production value on all of their promo videos. We were really excited to see some awesome shots of these Chromebooks that were announced, and then it was the end of the event. And then it was over. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and we didn't see any Chromebooks. We just kind of looked at each other and like... We were like, oh, oh is, no, our, nope, okay, no, there's, cool. there's yep, the yep. credits. Remember they're rolling break. They're rolling credits. It's, right, it's done. done. There, it, there was no Chromebook announcement. There was, I mean, on paper, in press releases, yeah. there were four Chromebooks announced, but not one of them made it to the stage, which is kind of weird to me because Acer normally makes a pretty big deal about their Chromebooks yeah, at their absolutely. events. And they usually only have like one yeah. to show off. And, and they make still, a big deal about it. Usually yeah, around the time when they pull Intel in or something. Yeah, we did that one at the Lincoln Center was when, oh, what device was that? That was When we seven. talked to the developer and he had the one that was really, really janky because it was in like... Was that oh, 713? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the first. So yeah, that first was the 7-13? original 713. Yeah. It was yeah. the clamshell 713. Mm-hmm. And uh, like and it was spin. the biggest display because they yeah. had the, the tablet. S- they had the tab 10. The 15-inch convertible. Yeah, so they had all those and they made this big deal about Chrome OS and the biggest hardware display they had set up in the lobby was that. And then the next year at the Navy Yard, they had the... 714. They had the enterprise devices, but they still made a pretty big on, deal about They got about up on those. stage and talked about them for yeah, you know so. two or three minutes. And that's honestly all. I yeah. wouldn't expect much more of just saying, hey, look, you know, we want to invest, but they spent so much time talking about that eco-friendly device. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah, it's just it is weird. cool. Which is yeah. awesome. Earthion. Yeah, it was a big chunk of time. And so apparently... Like almost half the presentation. Yeah, I, I mean, they're, they're really leaning into figuring out ways to be more sustainable. Um, and yeah. all of those things, like, it's amazing. That's awesome. Like, and I hope that comes to Chromebooks. I hope that we get some Chromebooks that are made from, you know, more recycled materials, and and that's amazing. But you get like you, you announce some awesome Chromebooks, right? And that was the weird part is that you know we got these like, press of, we had, we knew all this stuff going in, and so it's like wow, this is four new devices, and they're all they're all different. It's yeah. varied. It's not like a world versions. <laughs> yeah, I mean you got. A couple big deal things happening, and even though yep. Gabe said there was a different world's first, technically it's the first one that the world knew about. Yes, yes. there you go. This is the first one that actually seventeen is going to be the first one you can actually go buy. Correct. Yes. So uh, and in it's that the first way, one, it it's the, the first, first official. 
Yeah. We'll call it that. Third. Because uh, Asus has not said, yeah, we're making this, even though they clearly are. They haven't said it. So Acer has not just said it. They've put out a press release about it. And yes, so, it is official. It's official. It's so official. In fact, it's the TV that you said I was looking at earlier. Or Gabe said I was looking at a television. It, it, uh, it, it, it does it feels kind of like, like a television. It does look like a small television. It's uh, This bad boy is big. Uh, but you know what? I've carried it home with me. Oh, we we, got a, we have a quote unquote. Tele- we have, we have nobody would TV nobody here. would call that a TV. Yeah, That's not even a TV. TV. It's probably the exact same size. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So we have a television in the floor, literally same screen size. We, we have to yep. get a there you photo go. of this. Yeah, hundred percent. There you have it. <laughs> so <laughs> the, this we'll talk about it first since it's it's already come up. So seventeen point three inch. Uh, Acer Chromebook 317. So the three in the title denotes that it's the lower end. So it's got Jasper Lake processors. We're still under an embargo, I think, for the Jasper Lake stuff. So I can't, I'm not allowed to really talk about because this is a pre-production unit as well. Not really allowed to talk about performance uh, per se on it uh, as far as benchmarks go. But um, Intel claims some pretty big boosts in performance and things feel snappy. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Like I, I like I like the processor, and this is the middle range one. So this is the quad core. <clears throat> so we're looking at the N5100. There's an N4500. It's a dual core version of this Jasper Lake, and then you can go to the Pentium Silver, which is again still small core. It's like the nicest of the small cores, uh, and it's the N6000. So the N6000 will probably I, I'm completely guessing here i have no idea i've not used one so i'm allowed to say this because i could have guessed this before i ever touched this device this is a complete guess i would bet the n6000 processor it will be pretty close to on par with like a core i a 10th gen core i3 uh, i think i would say uh, and definitely like the m3 and stuff it'll right? definitely yeah. be the m3 uh from which like is, what's in the Pixelbook yeah, go for instance which is crazy so yeah, you're starting small to talk core. about now small core, more affordable chips uh, being great. What I'm really interested in, and we uh, we don't have one here, but uh, is what the N4500, so the entry-level, lowest-end, small-core, dual-core Intel chip will do this year. I'm really interested in that because it's it, what we need to know is the lowest common denominator on all this stuff. Like. I'm glad they sent us the 5100 and it's cool to test this, but I'm really interested in the 4500 because that's going to be your cheaper one. So when we start getting these Chromebooks that are 300 to $400, if there's a variant of it that's $250, bet your bottom dollar <laughs> the people that are going to look on Walmart or Best Buy, that's buy the one the they're going to click. Yep, that's what's sure. going to happen. So I want to know, like, what's that mean? You know, what's it feel like to use a device that has... The, the dual core, four gigs of RAM, sixty four gigs. Like, let's get let's get down to the baseline and start from there. Because um, as we figured I out, feel from, like it's going to be okay. Yeah, and from from just using our YouTube uh, views as a as a benchmark here, apparently people really are very interested in affordable Chromebooks. Super mm-hmm. duper, um, <laughs> because you can't get Windows laptops at this price that are worth using. They're just awful. Yeah, um, and it's the same. The same thing goes true for middle, mid-range, and high-end Chromebooks too. Let's be honest. When we start talking about the the Spin Seven Thirteen that I've been using for almost a week at this point, you don't get that in a Windows laptop with those internals, that build quality, the attention to detail, that screen, all the things that you get with that for seven hundred bucks. You don't. I've got a seven hundred dollar 
Windows gaming laptop with a little GPU in it for my golf simulator. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, you don't get the seven, the feel and the fit and the finish and the, the experience and the absolute the, speed in a seven, six or seven hundred dollar no. Windows is this, laptop. Is, this, is the simulator laptop the Windows laptop? Is it all plastic? Oh yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, you terrible trackpad, kind of mushy keyboard, a decent kind of okay screen. Literally, I knew I was gonna be plugging it into stuff constantly, and it's fine. It does what I needed to do for that. I would hate. Hate working to on use that, that thing. <laughs> I, would, I would hate it. Oh, I'd hate it. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, and so you can fool yourself into going and looking at specs and be like, "Well, that's got eight gigs of RAM and 128 gig of storage and a similar processor for just a little bit more than that Chromebook or the same price as that Chromebook." Go pick it up. Go pick it up yeah. and use it for a minute. Yeah. I guarantee you that you're still getting a massive uh, amount of more of stuff on on uh, a Chromebook for the same amount of money compared to what you would get with a Windows device. So um, it really derailed there. But the, the but point being, is, like, these are, these are affordability. Interesting yeah, is, these it, processors are interesting. Yeah, and, and high-end, the affordability of Chromebooks goes across the spectrum, I guess, those are the whole point there. Um, but that still doesn't mean people aren't really interested in $300 Chromebooks. People really, really like that. And so I'm excited to see what Jasper Lake does for that segment of Chromebooks because... I mean, it's been, this will be like the fourth generation, right, of low-end mobile. But they're not Atom processors anymore, but, right. you because know, we had, what was before Apollo, Braswell? So, yeah. Braswell was terrible. Yeah, so, yeah, Braswell, then Apollo Lake, Gemini Lake, Gemini Lake R, and then and now, now Jasper Lake. Yeah. And so, I mean, we've had quite a few of these, and the pattern stays, like, Devices stay low in price. It's not like oh, these new processors came out and all the all the Chromebooks jumped up 150 bucks. No, they're, they're mm-hmm. going to stay down in price. So the more we can say, hey, look, these guys are offering way better performance now. Save money, you know. Now now you get to go buy that 300 dollars Chromebook, and whereas last year it was like finally the N4000 felt like it. You didn't have to worry so much about performance. It still wasn't something I wanted to work from all the time. I feel like there's a chance, again, I have to speak in vagaries here. I feel like there's a chance that this year with Jasper Lake, we're going to get to the point where performance isn't just like enough to where you don't have to worry about it too much. Like it's an afterthought yeah. uh, at this point moving forward with mobile. Uh, yeah, and I think mobile. this could be huge for education too because the yes, way it is so right yeah. now, education devices are pricey, but that's because they have to invest money in the durability of them, the way that they're built and stuff like that. The processors have been meh. The Gemini Lake devices aren't bad, but the schools have to balance uh, affordability, performance. I mean, it's the same thing as a consumer, but schools much much more so because they're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars. You have to get performance and and you know a device that isn't horrible to work on as far as the screen and all that stuff. But you still have to worry about two years from now I'm going to mm-hmm. have to replace it. Now performance is taken out of the equation because hopefully right. like you said even this base model dual core processor will be more than enough for the average middle schooler and they can focus more on okay let's get something that has a little better screen exactly. right. let's get something that does this or whatever so yep. that could be a yep. big deal and chromebooks tend to get faster yeah over time so right. like if they buy and it's fast enough now you don't have to worry about oh well five years it's going to be slow not really yeah um because i mean heck i'm trying to think of a I guarantee if you go and picked up a Pixelbook right now, so it's it's coming. It's crazy. It's coming up on what four years four old. Four years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so go go pick one of those up and mess around with it. I guarantee you, for the most part, you're not going to think about. Oh man, this is a what's it, a seventh gen dual core 
Intel processor. I'm pretty sure the M because it was Core i5, but it was a mobile version. Yeah. It was a Y series Core yeah, i5, seventh gen, multiple generations behind. I guarantee you're gonna go pick it up and be okay. Yeah, it works just fine. Worked it's on nice it this quick. morning. No problem. Well, that's Pixel Go. <laughs> oh yeah, so we're sorry. talking Pixel Book goes even a generation yeah, back okay, farther. Yeah. Um, and I guarantee you, you wouldn't have issues. And it's running a high res display yeah. and all this stuff. The point being, like. These things can go for years if they don't start kind of stuck behind, behind the curb already. Right. Yeah. And that that's what I feel like a lot of Intel mobile processors have done. Like, you're already kind of stuck to begin with. You're never going to get over that. They're never going to have perform Like, the fact that Chromebooks don't get slower is a testament to the operating system getting better. But they're not going to get faster necessarily. You know what I'm saying? Like, it can get faster. They're just not going to feel slower. And that technically means they're getting faster because five years from now, everything you used five years ago should feel super slow. That's just right. the way it works. And you know, Chromebooks, not so much, as long as it didn't start behind the ball. Um, and so I think these these new mobile processors could go a long way to helping. Like, hey, get you got started in a, in a fast position, and you can just stay in that position uh, moving forward. Yeah. So let's let's get back to these devices that were announced. So let's kind of run down a couple of your thoughts on this 317 <laughs> massive screen. It's a whale. Uh, uh, and then we've we've got hands on with one other one that we'll get to here in a minute. I mean, Robbie's already mentioned a couple things. And then yeah. there were two other ones that were announced. We can yeah, the th- 317, big upward firing speaker, sound nice. The trackpad is not glass, but it, it feels really nice. I've been using it they, they, sitting here. They have some, like, like whatever, or whatever like they that. do on their their plastic trackpads feels really good. Yeah, Acer makes good, affordable trackpads. Uh, the click mechanism is nice. Uh, the keyframe is actually really good. Like, I like the keyboard, backlit, it's got a number pad. Uh, I.O. is good, you know, USB-A, USB-C, blah, 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 all that stuff. Um, it is heavy. It's big. But I've been putting it in my backpack the last couple nights. I haven't even gotten it out and used it, but just for the sheer fact i just want to carry it and see not bad yeah like not that big of a deal because so, it's like five pounds right yeah, yeah. 5.12 <laughs> pounds i think um it's so yeah you're, you're not going to forget about it don't get me wrong but the, i don't think this thing is made to be uh my towed around pal you know it's oh i could not you, imagine you, live, you know it lives on your desk at home and then you go on vacation or you you need to go work remotely for a day or two or something and you know it's like cool i can Laptop. still fold yeah. it up and put exactly. it in my bag this thing is meant to be kind of on its on its little place, you know, yeah. wherever you want to put it. Uh, all plastic, but you know, feels good. It's it's got a little give in the chassis, yeah. um, but it's a big old chassis. Yeah, but I was gonna say it's so wide yeah, that it it's hard to not get a little give. It doesn't have a lot of uh, give to it, and I mean, for what we're talking, I think it th- starts at three seventy nine, uh, but that's what the entry level four sixty four. Uh, you know, it. I, I don't have much to complain about. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty happy with it. Um, 275 nits on the screen. It's anti-glare, so that makes it feel a little bit brighter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, can't share too many thoughts on performance. Yeah. Not a lot to talk about that. But, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, I like a lot of what they did here. And I'm looking forward, too, to Asus's uh, to see what theirs kind of looks like and feels like. Yeah. No f- no fans or anything, right? Because it's no. Uh, mobile. No, yeah. so it's Celeron. Pin. Yeah, so that helps. If Asus makes theirs, all they have to do is make it look similar to the CX-5. Yeah. It would be really cool. Yeah. Really cool. Because the yeah. CX-5 is mostly plastic. Yeah. On the bottom. And if so they do that soft touch plastic. Yeah, just use just, the same base yeah. plastic on the lid. White on black. I mean, done so. It's pretty basic. So, yeah, that was an entry level. And then they have another entry level. It's a 14-inch. They have a... They've had multiple 14-inch Chromebooks over the years. Uh, they have 
the the remember the 514 we got excited about it had all the pieces we thought like oh this is gonna be great glass trackpad backlit and it was just a let it felt like a frankenstein device last year there something i they put out a, a gemini lake uh, 14 inch chromebook we've actually got one here in the office ctl has one that's very similar to it um it just looks like a acer laptop yeah but it's really good like i, I think it has the one we have has the pentium uh in 5000 in it and eight gigs of ram like it's just a good chromebook like it's uh, it's got a good solid screen on it ips you know anti-glare it's in that vein that the the uh what is it the three is it 514 314 uh, i think it's 314 317 yeah the 314 is in that that kind of vein so it's probably going to be a lot like this device that i'm talking about just smaller um probably all plastic probably a lot of the same stuff probably similar keyframe similar trackpad all that kind of stuff it's a good looking device the price on that one did they say uh yeah and it almost looks like it's chamfered 279 you're looking at 314 yeah yeah i think it's didn't it look how shiny that looks i wonder if that's fake Probably Photoshop. That's real. It's like there's no way the bottom edge of this thing is is all aluminum. Uh, yeah, it starts at uh, two sixty nine. So that's again probably going to be your dual core forty five hundred. Now that one's MediaTek, but yeah. Oh, that's, that's right. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. Uh, yeah, so that's a MediaTek device. So it's eight sixty four, um, eighty one eighty three. So you know, similar to the um, uh, Lenovo Duet. So not going to be a performance beast. Um, I would guarantee you we'll see a version of this Chromebook just trickle out at some point in time with Gemini Lake processors in it. Probably, yeah. Like 100%. There's like a thousand of these uh, day, day, day. Yeah, Jasper Lake, right? Yeah, Je- yeah. What did I say? Gemini, Gemini Lake. Lake. Yeah, yeah, because Jasper this Lake. actually replaced the Gemini Lake model. Right. Which kind of felt like a weird move, but hopefully it just allows them to make them cheaper. Hopefully hopefully you can get the 864 model on sale a few months from now for like 260 yeah, bucks. Right. That would be great. Yeah. You know, but it's just not going to be. I mean, the MediaTek doesn't even get close to the Gemini Lake R, does it? No. Yeah. So. No. But for a budget device, it, it won't be bad. Yep. Um, so then you've got the. Uh, this is the one I was thinking about. Sorry. I got. I got yeah. So here. that's so the, the 514. Five denotes usually middle middle range for them, so they have three, five, and seven. The five fourteen, um, it looks to me almost identical um, to the um, AMD device yes. that we've had in the office. I, it might, I bet, might be the same. <laughs> it might be the exact same chassis. I mean, it looks identical to me. Um, if that's the case, that's awesome because the the AMD one we haven't done our review on it yet. I like a lot about the device like it feels like when we had the original 713 getting this 14 inch device because we had a pre-production one for ces that's when they announced the amd one um i remember getting it and be like this feels like if they just refined the 713 like cleaned it up like the lines feel better just it just feels like a better device had a good screen on it has a good screen on it um great trackpad glass trackpad backlit keyboard a lot of aluminum in the frame just just a nice feeling device well in fact, they took. I feel like they took that design language and applied it to the 713. The new 713 is what that feels like. It's just cleaned up. It's just nice. And we'll talk about it in a second. But uh, so if you take this this 514, which is a great device, and just get rid of the AMD processor that has those throttling issues, that is a whole different thing that so we've talked about before. It's really like that. It, more reports coming out with them doing that on Windows too. Now it's like I don't know how you get over that, but. Um, but you take it and swap it out with 11th gen, uh, tiger Lake uh, processors. 
you got the makings of a really sweet device mm-hmm. all of a sudden. Uh, and it comes with all sorts of uh, ways it can be upgraded, uh, up to 8 gigs, up to 256. Um, unfortunately, they're making a 1366 by 768 version. Um, I don't yeah, know. And they're not offering a 16 gigs of RAM, which seems odd because that one goes up to i7. And they're, they're going to market it as an enterprise, too. Yeah, so I don't know. Super weird. Um, and it's starting at 599 which I'm hoping that doesn't. I'm hoping that doesn't include this 1366 option. Some of this stuff sometimes doesn't get uh, communicated that well. Yeah. But you know, your Wi-Fi six, Bluetooth five, all that kind of stuff. But you're getting that speed of the the new Intel processors and uh, what amounts to a really nice chassis. And it's probably going to be a really nice Chromebook that, unfortunately, will just completely be outsold and outshined by the star of the show for Chromebooks, which is the Spin Seven Thirteen and Robbie's favorite. (laughs) It's just awesome. It was awesome last year, and it had a lot of things that were issues about it, about the build quality. But it was always like this. If you want all the specs and a great screen, you can live with the rest of the stuff for the price. Right. It wasn't $900 anymore. Because the original was, what, nine? Started at $900? Oh, yeah, $899. You know, it was was all aluminum. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think it had a fingerprint scanner, but it had the stowable stylus and all this stuff. and. Weird trackpad placement I'd never liked, and it I don't know, it always felt like a Frankenstein device to me. And so the new one came out, and I was like, "Cool!" They took out some of the stuff they needed to, brought the price way down. So it started at six twenty nine. It was like, "Man, this thing's awesome!" Yeah, the bottom part of the chassis feels a little flimsy, um, you know, and they lost the stylus and doesn't have a fingerprint scanner. But it's an i five and eight gigs of RAM, and I think it was one hundred twenty eight gigs of NVMe storage in that amazing screen totally worth it and it sold like hotcakes last year at 629 and it was on sale a lot and so it was just an absolute hit a lot of people that bought it reached out to us and said hey look we bought this on your recommendation this is awesome i love this this chromebook my guess is the same number of people will either go upgrade to this thing or new people will buy this and be even more satisfied it starts at 699 but gosh they've cleaned up the exterior uh, the keyframe's a little tighter on the keyboard, so not much. It's it's pretty similar, but backlit keys, fantastic glass trackpad. Like, it's just great. It's great and clicky. It just feels great. But just the overall feel, the fit and finish of the of the design is so much better yeah, uh, than it, it was. Yeah, the fingerprint sensor, but the yeah. audio's improved this year, too, as well, isn't it? Yeah, or is it about the same? No, it is better, because the, yeah. the 713 was real bad. Um, this is okay. Yeah. It went from, it went from bad to fine. It's not good. Like it's not like, oh man, these are great. It's just kind of like, eh, it's okay. It's whatever. It's laptop speakers. Uh, right. Which that's something we noticed with the seven thirteen is that you, these don't need to be like premium home stereo systems, but they need to be tuned well. The seven thirteen is tuned really well for spoken voice or three seventeen. Yeah. yeah, man, this is going to be difficult. <laughs> it's never going to work. Tuned really well for front spoken back, voice. Front, so for people who are buying these because they know they have meets and zooms and all that stuff yep the speakers just need to do that really well yep. and this device does yeah does the 317s really well. upward firing speakers are awesome the big boy uh, and again i don't expect that much fidelity in, in a smaller laptop but you know I, I would like to see a little bit better speakers in the 713 but they have to cut corners somewhere if you're gonna have a Keep starting price down there yeah. 700 bucks because they doubled the storage on the starting uh they, there's going to be a 16 gig version available, but the one that's coming out will be Core i5 11th gen, 
8 gigs of RAM, 256 gigs of internal storage. You keep the 400 plus nit screen that's high res that's still one my favorite. One of my favorites. It's just my favorite Chrome OS screen. Uh, you get the Wi-Fi 6, Bluetooth 5, way better build quality. Um, fingerprint scanner added. And it's like, In a great man, spot. I yeah, love that. It's in the I bottom, love the placement. The bottom right spot. And just, like, just great trackpad. Because it was glass last year, but it was... Again, it was the bottom part of the chassis just had some build quality yeah. issues that wasn't always... Everything just didn't feel tight. Was, it feels tight now. Was it last year's version that it would get kind of sticky, like the trackpad would get a little no. sticky? Was it that it was, one? No, okay. it was a pretty good trackpad, but it was just the... I don't know. Like I said, the bottom frame just felt cheap yeah. on the 713, and it doesn't this year. Uh, in the, and it even has... like The hinges are tuned right, so you have a one-finger lift on a convertible, which, again, I know doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal, but like you start using a Pixelbook Go or something that you're holding it in one hand and you're going to flip it open. Just makes it You chuck it onto the floor. Yeah. <laughs> There's just something less clunky feeling about yeah. that. Or I throw it down on the desk and just whoop, flip it up with one finger. Not like, have to grab the bottom and yeah, try to peel yeah. it open, you know? I mean, it, it, just, it, it adds to the premium experience, but right. as, as, my, as minuscule as it may seem, it improves your overall workflow. Because like you said, you grab your... You grab your Chromebook and you're heading over to the conference room to meet with some people and you need to flip it open while you're on the go. It's just yeah. It's just easy. You can do it without thought. Right. Yeah. And it's convertible, which is incredible <laughs> that they can do that and make it convertible. Yeah. But it seemed like when we were filming, it seemed like the hinge was still fairly yeah. sturdy here when it's open yeah. in uh, like clamshell mode, I guess you could call it. It still felt. It looked nice. I hadn't. I hadn't messed around with yeah, it yet, but I mean, it looks it's, nice. Yeah, it's it's so. well tuned. It's a it's a very good hinge. Um, and when again, it, you got to choose when you're going to cut price down, and it's a little more expensive. So six ninety nine is where it's starting, but for seventy bucks, the upgrades hundred percent worth it. It's not even a question. So and, if you and look and at last year, hopefully it'll go on sale a little bit. Oh, hundred percent will. Um, so <laughs> when you start, tend to do that. <laughs> yeah. So when you start talking about what's say six hundred bucks for this yeah. thing or five fifty, yeah. like those are reasonable sale prices. Unreal. Oh, man, get it's that unreal. thing for anywhere in $500. It is a fantastic Chromebook. Just unreal. And and again, there's a bunch of Tiger Lake Chromebooks coming. A bunch of them. And so I don't want to... Like, we'll probably be doing our best of, you know, at some point. Now, I already month. said it in my article. So, I mean, the other OEMs are going to have to put in some work if they want to supplant the Chromebook of the Year. They just are. Acer, yep. Acer has has found something with the this specific device that other manufacturers need to aim for. Yeah, really and do. they've iterated. So there's a third version. Because like, like the CX, doing yeah, the CX9. I am stoked about the CX9. It's a beautiful device. I th- I hope I love everything about it. But it's also probably the comparable configuration is probably going to be over a thousand dollars yeah oh, yeah and that makes a big difference yeah yeah because you're no matter what's on the outside you're still going to want to get when you're looking at a premium chromebook you're going to still want to get those niceties to have a core i5 especially because mm-hmm. of that uh the gpu that intel's putting in it like whenever borealis and gaming and all that stuff arrives if you're going to spend money you'll on be able chromebook, to leverage that yeah, you want you that, well you want that GPU because the i3 has got like a weird version of the Iris graphics. The i5 and i7 have the like full-blown right. Iris XE graphics. And so like I want to have that. So I'm going to have to go with the i5, which means I'm probably at least going to have to go with 8 gigs of RAM. And the configurations are probably going to at least push me to 128 gigs of storage. So when I do that inside of the shell of a CX-9, yeah, you're right. Probably over a 1000 bucks, more than likely. I mean, I'll be surprised if not. And it's going to be amazing. It's going to look amazing, you know, but I don't know. Uh, it, 
it's going to be difficult for them to compete. And I don't know that, again, we're talking about just the CX-9. I don't know that that particular device is going to compete specifically with the 713. But there are going to be multiple devices that come out and over the course of this year that are going to directly compete. I mean, HP's already got one. So they're X360, 14C, Tiger Lake. I'm just going to tell you, they're like HP's build quality is really nice. It is. But the screen is not anywhere close. Like it's a standard 1080p 14 inch panel and it's not bright. It's like 250 nits. And I'm just like, okay, well that amazing right there. You win the, the spin 713 just absolutely wins. And so I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting as we roll into the next few months um, to, to see what other Tiger Lake Chromebooks come and what they're going to look like and how they're going to try to compete with this thing at this kind of price because they've put together something pretty special. Yeah. The price is, it's almost like, man, how did that, how do they do this? Yeah. I mean, (laughs) like a lot of good stuff. They have to cut corners. They have to. And so there are certain things you see and you're like, yeah, they probably had to, if they, if they did everything like, and that's the thing people don't understand. Like if you do everything, I want all of it. Cool. You can't get that and cheap. Like that just doesn't work. Like that stuff costs money to put in. And so, I think I think they've cut the proper corners uh, with this one. I felt like they cut a few too many last year, mm. just enough to, to. It wasn't enough to make it like, ooh, I don't. I oh don't yeah, like I mean, this you Chromebook. still used it. it. It was like your daily for yeah, it was a it while. Was, yeah, it was the Chromebook I used the most in 2020. Uh, and unless something else comes along, I somebody asked me in our Patreon if if I want to buy it, and I'm like, right now, I mean, I, there's no sense in me buying a Chromebook right now because it's I review it's, mode. Yeah, it's just I'm one Chromebook after another and just moving on from one to the next to the next to the next. So I wouldn't get to use it right now. But it, if I were buying a Chromebook right now, 100% that's exactly what I would be yeah, going that's, for. Yeah, that's like the better question. It's like I may not buy it right now, but if, if I had to buy a Chromebook right now, which which one would it that's be? That's it. We, we're, we're probably going to – that's probably going to be a question we'll come back to yeah. <laughs> this summer. Yeah. Like because you're right. You're going to be using different devices. You're going to be You're going to be testing things. But – to be able to say like if i had to go buy one right now this is the one i would buy because you never know you never know who's out there who is needs a chromebook right now you know especially maybe the, the towards the end of the summer people are thinking about you know maybe a going back to school college student or a high school student who wants a, a, a device at home you know you just never know what, what where people are in the buying cycle so we'll, we'll probably come back to that question a lot what chromebook yeah. would you buy right now if you had yeah. to it's it, that question's gonna get wild in the next i know four or five months it's gonna be, it's gonna be crazy <laughs> and mean, it's all like i mean everything is always like the value of a, of a device is always um based on your use case right like somebody who needs a, sure. a certain thing or wants a certain thing you might value that more so you know the cx9 at a thousand dollars or whatever it's going to be you know you you might want that over over this, you know, sure, you know, six hundred and some dollar device. So, um, yeah, exciting stuff. Hardware season is upon yep. us. We've been telling y'all we it's coming. Mm-hmm. I think we've I used the a, word avalanche multiple yeah, times. Yeah, all these boards we're tracking, they're it's, not just going to vanish. Yeah, they're, they're coming. They are in. It's the, funny we were talking about all the Jasper like devices, and we were looking. Uh, I was looking at the. It's not Cross Tech, but it's the actual recovery page where they list all the board names. 
and looking at last year's Gemini Lake models, the block in that spreadsheet is literally like <laughs> six inches tall. And I'm like, that's insane because yeah. it, it's it's grown so much over the last 10 years. Jasper Lake is going to be even more. I mean, oh, yeah. they're going to have to have a page dedicated just to Jasper Lake the devices. The thing is, like, at, at this point with Gemini Lake last year when we knew those were coming – we were tracking how many ever. I, I don't know the exact numbers. I guarantee you we're probably tracking twice as many um, Gemini like Shoot. No, sorry. With Gemini Lake last year, we were tracking how many ever. With Jasper Lake, I guarantee you we're tracking twice as many right now. And what happens is all the ones we were tracking come out. We kind of start moving on to the next generation of stuff. And we kind of take our eyes off of these older boards. And especially with the entry-level Intel, they just keep making more. They're like, yeah, just duplicate that and throw it in that thing and make it. Yep. You know, because they, you, if, if you have everything in place and you already have a chassis and you already have the screen, like it's all laid out and we're just going to switch a couple things, it doesn't need to go into development for nine months. It'll show up. No. They'll clone a board, make a couple tweaks, boom, ship and it. It's, and it's out the door. Yeah, because <laughs> these ODMs that make them already have everything they need. The board, none of that stuff changes. It's like, hey, we want this port here and we want the chassis to look like this and we need our logo there. I mean, Honestly, that's probably a week-long process. They get a confirmation. I'm like, all right, let's start making it. Yeah, I mean, and so, I mean, that's exciting. what happened with, with Gemini Lake. It was like, cool, we, we were tracking, you know, 20, and now we got 40. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like, exactly. They just expanded under our nose because yeah. we're not, again, once once you get deep enough into the product cycle, we're not going to keep digging up, no. oh, another one's coming, because well, we were like, yeah, of course they are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't they be? Like, so it's like, it's not yeah. really news anymore at that point. Yeah. And so, we're tracking a ton more to start with with Jasper Lake, and so then it'll just explode Balloon. from there. It's going to be there's going to be a bunch, and that's I think it's going to be a good thing um, because people really like affordable Chromebooks and to steal a line from MKBHD, like he t- he says it with phones, but you know, like affordable Chromebooks are getting good, and good Chromebooks are getting affordable. Like yep. it's coming both directions. So high end stuff's coming down in price and the low end stuff is staying down in price, but just getting better yep. and having more features. And that's a good place to be in exciting, from an ecosystem. Exciting time to be alive. So it's, uh, yeah, obviously we're going to, we're going to keep writing about this stuff and, and putting out articles on the website and talking about it here. So, uh, we appreciate you all tuning in. I think that's it for today. We've, we've got an appointment with, with brisket. some brisket <laughs> that we are running behind. We need, we need some of Gabe's smoked meat. So, okay, we're going to go do that. Appreciate you all listening today, and we'll catch you next week. See you. Hey, guys, thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website, chromeunbox.com, and follow us on social media by searching for at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.